Hi everyone, welcome to the Simone Intuitive Podcast, where we dive deep into spiritual wellness and intuitive development. I am Simone, and I have worked as a professional psychic medium and spiritual life coach for over 13 years. You can find me at www.simoneintuitive.com or on my Etsy store where I do readings, Simone Intuitive is my shop name, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Before we start, I would like for us to have a moment of prayer, good vibes, or reflection for those impacted by the ice, snow, and power grid failure in Texas. Sending good vibes to all impacted and those who are working hard to provide support and fix the power grids. Thank you all for doing that. Last week we had snow in the Pacific Northwest and the Pacific Northwest normally does not get snow. So we were not the most prepared for it. So I'm hoping that all of this weather stuff can lead to wider conversations about climate change and how to best prepare for events such as this. However, today in Seattle, it is a classic gray and rainy day in Seattle. When I travel and I say I live in Seattle, one of the top questions I get is, how can you stand all that rain? And the truth is, I love the rain. The rain seems to make us all shift into a slower pace and become more mindful, which brings me to today's topic. Today, I wanted to talk through mindfulness. Mindfulness and positive psychology as a whole have become a huge focus in our society as we grow and work towards better mental health and holistic well-being so we can serve our life's purpose. I wanted to talk through some general insights on mindfulness and some mindful practices. I think this will be part one type of podcast because there's so much with mindfulness. Just know that the conversation will end here. This is just a springboard for an ongoing conversation. Today, I'll be working through the what, the why, why is it important, what is mindfulness, And with three tips that I use to help integrate mindfulness into my own life, that may be beneficial for you to integrate mindfulness into your life. Which brings us to our first part. But what is mindfulness? I think mindfulness is so broad and it can have different meanings depending on each person's individual experience and preference. For me, I define mindfulness as the ongoing process of being aware and present with your soul. For me, mindfulness is an ongoing act and it ebbs and flows depending on so many variables. As much as we want to be mindful in every moment, with our busy lives and so many responsibilities, that simply will not happen. But we can always take steps to create a mindful routine to make sure that we are routinely taking steps to connect with ourself and our soul. My favorite part of mindfulness is being present with your soul. Taking the time to be present with yourself and your soul is like visiting an old friend. It gives me such warm, fuzzy feelings to be able to do that. And it helps clear up my intuition for myself and my life path. 
I personally am so grateful that we seem to be shifting to a more self and soul awareness through mindfulness and positive psychology because it is so important for growth and for us to move along with our life paths. The next question I'd like to explore is how how do you cultivate mindfulness? How do you start being mindful? My advice for this is to begin with an end in mind. What do you want to achieve with mindfulness? Why? What's the intention behind it? Please keep in mind that your intention and your why can change at any point. Right now, my intention and goal with mindfulness is to give my brain and energy a break from all the technology I am using as I work from home because of the COVID-19 pandemic. When I first started mindfulness, my first goal was to simply explore my own intuition as it relates to myself. As many psychics would agree, we can read for other people, but reading for ourselves, that can be a challenge. So I wanted to grow in mindfulness to be able to connect with my own intuition and get validation and confirmation for myself on my life path. Asking yourself those questions of what is the intention? What do I want to achieve with this? That can help you discover truths about yourself and it helps you to dig deeper to figure out what your true intention is and what your desired result is. It sounds like a mental, a lot of mental work, right? So why bother? Why bother starting a mindfulness journey? Many studies show reduced stress, achieve more energy, more focus, growth of intuition, positive impact on emotional, mental, and physical well-being, and strengthening your relationships. That all sounds great to me, so I will do whatever I can to strengthen my relationships and have a growth of intuition. So I've developed a couple tips. I have been on a mindful journey practice for many, many years now. So my first tip in the practice of mindfulness, the first thing many books, um, mindfulness experts will advise you is to focus on the awareness of your breath, your life force. One of my favorite ways to visualize this and to help ground myself while I do this is to close my eyes and visualize I am breathing in bright white light. And that's it. I do that multiple times a day to cleanse and recenter myself. It takes me about five to 10 seconds to do so. Some key principles I follow with this is I perform it in a seated position And I smile while I do it. (laughs) Meditation studies show that having a smile on your face can help facilitate relaxation and connectedness. I read that study and I immediately started smiling when I was grounding and meditating. And it really did make a difference. It really did make me feel a lot of heart chakra energy, just a lot of good positive energy during my practice. Tip number two sleep hygiene, and sleep routine. I think when we talk about mindfulness, it certainly does bring up imagery of 
meditation and maybe crystals and, you know, chanting and things like that. And yes, that's part of it. And it's an important part. But creating a strong sleep routine helps you get the much needed rest you need to be mindful during your waking hours. The COVID-19 pandemic has been, it's been really bad. It's been just heartbreaking, very heartbreaking for many people to go through and a very, very intense experience for all of us. There have been some positives with it. And one positive for me is that I've been working from home and the pandemic has given me the opportunity to explore and develop mindful routines that really work for me. As a result, I have developed a really strong sleep routine and I could talk at a great length about it, but I'm just going to highlight the key points. Point number one, this is the hardest one for me to do. I disengage from technology about an hour before I go to bed and I wind down by reading a book, a physical book, to signal to my body that we are winding down. The books I read before I go to sleep tend to be based on mindfulness, spirituality, or something that's uplifting for me to read. Nothing heavy. But it is so hard to disengage from technology because I don't know about you, but I love scrolling through Instagram and looking at pretty pictures and seeing what my friends are up to and memes. Memes make me laugh. I love all that. But I'm trying to not do it in the evening so I can get my best rest and be mindful during the day and do all my scrolling during the day. Tip number two, I meditate before bed for about six minutes. I used to meditate before bed for about 30 to 40 minutes. And I found that that almost made my brain a little overactive before I went to sleep. So I found that six minutes is kind of that sweet spot where I get a good meditation in, but I feel relaxed and I feel ready for sleep. And I usually listen to sleep music meditation. I hop on YouTube and I just type in sleep music meditation and I listen to that for six minutes. And that really signals to my body, we're about to go to sleep. Tip number three, I use a lavender spray or essential oil. Once I breathe that in, after reading my book and doing my meditation, my body's like, oh, okay, we're really going to sleep now. I use lavender for the most part. That's my favorite so far. Once in a while, I use peppermint, which I know peppermint is usually not a going to sleep type of essential oil, but it works for me. I highly recommend the use of lavender. Those are my three tips to incorporate to have a sleep hygiene routine. Again, I could talk at great length about that, but that's those are my three tips just to get started. If you start any one thing, I would recommend meditating for about three to six minutes before bed. So tip number three, a compassionate diet and mindful eating. I am really working on this one. I am a southern girl and I have a deep love for fried food, all the jambalaya, frog legs, anything, everything, I will eat it. However, a compassionate diet seeks to decrease the consumption of excessive meat and dairy and increases foods that are rich in antioxidants and help with detoxification. 
There are many ways to do this, ranging from choosing one day a week to have your plant-based day to being a full-on vegetarian or vegan. For me, <laughs> I, I can't live without jambalaya, so um, I am taking one day a week to have a plant-based diet day. And I love plant-based food. It fills me up. It feels good. I love following it. But baby steps, right? Baby steps. And that's currently what's working for me. So you have to find things that work for you. If that's being uh, plant-based for a couple days a week or just being a full-on vegan, that's great. However, when I do consume meat or seafood... I express gratitude for the animal and I tend to buy only from farms and places that have treated their animals ethically. And that's another way to maintain being a meat eater, but also exercise the components of the compassionate diet. One thing that I've committed to doing every single day as a part of mindful eating and the compassionate diet is I drink hot lemon water every single morning and at first it was a little different because I I am a coffee drinker I would just wake up and drink coffee now I crave it when I wake up and sometimes I mix it up and I put a mint leaf in there or some ginger so you can change it up but it is so good for your liver and to detox to drink that hot lemon water thus far that's been my commitment to a compassionate diet When it comes to mindful eating, I try to slow down when I eat and take in the flavors and textures. Instead of watching Netflix while I eat or thinking I have to, quote, do something while I eat, I've been trying to do that one to two days a week, and it does make a difference. I eat slower. The digestion is better. It's worth trying. It's something I'm on a journey that I'm kind of new to, but was a tip I wanted to share that I think is an overlooked form of mindfulness because we tend to think about mindfulness as meditation and it's so much more holistic than that. Mindfulness is about being present with yourself, but I think it's also about creating rituals and routines that give you space to be with yourself. Again, this will be an ongoing topic and conversation, but this served to hopefully start the conversation and there's so many different subgroups of mindfulness that I would love to explore there's um, quite a bit of dialogue with mindfulness and chronic illness and grief and diet and exercise so many different parts that mindfulness can fit into your life so I would love for this to be an ongoing topic an ongoing conversation I am so grateful that you joined me today to talk through something that is becoming so important for our growth and development. Again, you can find me on my website, www.simoneintuitive.com or Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I mentioned Pinterest. I'm also on Pinterest. I love Pinterest. And you can find me on Etsy on my shop name, Simone Intuitive. As a note, this might be a little late in getting uploaded. My goal is to upload every Sunday. However, the server that many podcasters used was recently hacked, and they're not sure when podcasts will be published. 
So I am deeply sorry if this is published later than what I would normally like or what you're expecting, but that is the context behind that. I hope you all have a wonderful week and we will connect next week. Thank you so much and take care.